No. <laughs> no. No. Why did listen? No. Why did you have to say that? I liked the happy birthday Plus and then <laughs> I love that saying. Oh my god. Where is that talking from? <laughs> Siri somewhere in this house is like, "Hey, it's not my birthday, but we can get this party started." Like we were not talking to you. Stay out of it, bitch. Anyway, what's up? Alexa. No. <laughs> it's not Alexa. It's not Alexa. I don't know that. She said, "I don't know that." Did you hear her? She said, "Oh, I don't know that." Play Copacabana. Copacabana. Do 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 do. Lola, she was a showgirl, right? yellow feathers in her hair. I guess. Yeah. That's, that's a her problem. Any hooters? What's Jane up? Talia are at the poolside. Bitch, I wish. We are not at the poolside. We, I thought you were supposed to be at poolside. That's t- tomorrow. Where are you going tomorrow? I'm going to William's house for four hours. Remember I asked you if you're working and you said yes. Yes, I am. And Jonathan also, yes, <coughs> yes, also I asked Jonathan. Anyway, I told my mom you were working till six, but we're old farts. We ate at four o'clock, so like. Of course you did. Yeah. Well, excuse me. We just passed that place, and they're packed, so that's why we don't. Where? Black Point uh, Pizza, Black Point. where everybody knows me, where I get a big fat kiss, and also. They came out with a little tiramisu with some candles on it. It was so cute. Oh, lovely. Oh, absolutely adorable. Oh. And I definitely did not share that video with anybody other than Talia. No, no. And my mom. But, <laughs> I didn't, listen, I really thought you were going to be like, happy birthday, you can't. I thought it was going to be like really obnoxious. But it wasn't at all. I was like, it's it's a little dark, but I mean that fits. It was a weird, it was a weird key, but I loved it. It was it was everything I needed it to be. Nice, um, but I did not forward it to anybody. Thank you. You're welcome. So what's going on? Well, I just got back to Talia's apartment, and we were gonna attempt a podcast recording. Okay. Do you want to come? No. Bitch, it's my birthday. You're supposed to say yes to everything I ask. Uh, no. <clears throat> I really don't. Kind of done in. Okay. Kind of done in by tell my clients today. Tell me they how you to me. Those bastards. Tell me how you really feel. Okay. All right. Here's the tea. I'm gonna go and record this, and then record I will. Some shit. Yeah, some shit you won't listen to. Love that. Mm, love that for us. Mm, yeah. And then I will call you later. If I'm still... Like, coherent. Coherent. I didn't want to say sober, because we're past that, but... um, Yeah, coherent. Have fun. I will. Is there any parting words you want for Talia? Please keep them appropriate. I can't. Gets real quiet for a second. I can't. Why does he have to keep it appropriate? Because you're sweet little. Alright. Alright, have fun. Okay, thanks so much. Goodbye. Hey, what's up, you guys? Yes. 
welcome back. Pretty sure everything in that conversation with Jonathan has to be deleted and burned so that no eyes or ears could ever have access to it. I just want to say today is July 18th. Yes, you'll be hearing this probably a couple weeks from now. Casey, if you're still lit today. Yeah, I'm going to call Casey out because I give a lot of shout outs to Casey. And guess what? Radio silence. So I'm pretty sure Casey's a fake fan. It makes sense. She roots for people that win all the time. So, yeah, okay. Anyway, today is July 18th. It is my day of fur. And I am 39 years old. I like the clapping. Oh, like <laughs> sound bite of clapping. Yeah. Answer here. Um, I'm 39. Last year, my 30s. Thank you, Lapa. Honestly, I never really felt my age until recently. Like as my body starts getting achy and whatever, and it's more stiff. Like, because I look and act much younger, so I'm like, ew, starting to feel it. And just, if you listen to the other episodes for our OGs, anytime I go anywhere with Talia, someone's like, oh, is that your mom? No, that happened one. No, it happened at the Colleen show, too. Okay, twice. Three times. It happened twice in New York City, where Lady on the Subway and um, the girls that were waiting in line for Colleen thought I was your mother and then last last year we went to Colleen Ballinger show okay the girl that there was like there's a something consistent in that it's a Colleen show there's moms and daughters everywhere how why couldn't I just been like a cool hip older sister because that's I look like a mom you know you definitely don't look like a mom okay well other people thought I was your mother and I'm not offended that I'm your thought of as your mom that'd be their mom logistically yes i could have had you at 20 and popped out but um i didn't i have no children and it's the first time i've really experienced like someone it's almost like being misgendered please don't come for me i don't mean it like that but really like when somebody says ma'am to me i'm like i'm sorry how dare you and I used to make fun of other people for doing that, but I'm like, now I get it. You're like, whoa, 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 little kid. <laughs> Bless you. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Anyway, I'm pretty nerd, and I guess everybody can tell now. The whole days of, he told you you were 93. <laughs> Bless you. Love you. Um, yes, I told everyone today I was 93 and nobody got the joke. He put a big question mark and I was like, that's how old I feel. 39 backwards people is 93. I don't know how everyone missed that. Someone else goes, "You what? did you mean 64? I'm like, what the hell reference is that? <laughs> and all I wrote back was, ah, those were the days. I don't know what they meant. <laughs> I don't know what I meant. So, wait, who was that? Actually, it was my ex-girlfriend from college. <laughs> who now is dating a man who's like really into guns. Ew. Yeah, she's from the country. And I was like, girl, you're hanging with like the wrong side of the wave here. It kills me to see her with this dude. I'm not going to say that I haven't shot a gun. I have. I have shot a gun at a shooting range um, years and years and years ago. 
not going to lie, it is a very powerful feeling, but it's a very big responsibility. And I have big feelings about people that don't take that seriously. I'm not saying he doesn't, but he was like all about pro guns and pro guns and pro guns. And nowadays, like that was before Sandy Hook. That was before Columbine. That was before all this shit. You know, now it's like, okay, yeah, it was fun to shoot a gun, but also people are dying every five seconds in the United States from gun violence. So like, it's not as fun as it used to be. It's hard to be excited about guns. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Anyway, would you like to say a few words? Let's address the Elsa in the room. Okay. My nasally... <laughs> my nasally voice was just probably going to annoy like a million people. If we had a million. So if Casey was even listening, oh my god. You gotta stop. There might be a reason why she stopped listening. It wasn't because I called her out because she never said, hey, I heard you guys. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Kate was a girl. She's fine. Do you want me to say it? Um, sure. So, you all have heard us, in the beginning of these episodes, ask Avery not to eat her bones. And unfortunately, there are no bones to chew at this point, because last week, Avery went to dog heaven. It was very sudden. Uh, she was seven years old, and she was like, guys, it hurts. I gotta go. He was very quick. We're still dealing with the loss of our sweet little mascot. It definitely feels premature. But she was a big dog. I know obviously you guys can't couldn't see her. Uh, but would you say she was? Uh, she was a, what we think to be a lab shepherd. The day we went to the hospital to go put her down, we put her on the scale and she weighed 73 pounds. Yeah, she was a hefty girl and we're not body shaming you know we love that badonka dog we love that big belly booty dog yeah and it's um been a journey so i just wanted to address it for a quick second um this is tilia's first major loss indeed period yeah full stop people animals yes it's different when it's your family dog and it's your dog. So you took care of Avery for about a year. I knew her, but she has been in the family for seven. She was your sister's dog. And we did mention that um, on one of the Am I the Asshole posts where we were talking about how her sister um, had to leave Avery behind when she went to Colorado. And so her grandma took care of her for a year and then um, Tilliandro took care of Avery for the last year. And having said goodbye to two out of my three animals in my own pack in the last year, I've been on both sides of this where it's a long, drawn-out will-they-won't-they they pass away. I have to say the will-they-won't-they they is ten times worse because you're always anticipating them dropping dead. Because they're like, oh, I can't go on. And then the next morning, they're like, hey, you want to hang out? Right. And you're like, what the fuck? But like with my dog, Emma, hers was like one night she couldn't lay down and, and sleep. She wasn't breathing correctly. And I had to make the appointment the next day. We went on a walk and all this other stuff. And um, I felt like an asshole because I'm like, well, look at her. She's walking fine. She's acting fine. And Avery, for the most part, was fine. It was less than yeah. 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was 100% less than 24 hours because Wednesday night, you texted me like 7, you're like, 
her poop is black. And I said, how is she acting? And you said, she's chasing flies. Yeah. Which you guys have heard on this podcast. She definitely was actively doing, eating, drinking, chasing flies. And then an hour later, like all hell broke loose. Yeah. An hour later, I sat up from the couch while I was just watching TV and she had threw up all over the living room. All over the living room. And there was blood in the vomit. So that was our cue to take her to the emergency hospital. And she was there for about, I would say, four-ish hours. We dropped her off, got to pick her back up around like 5 a.m. Joe and I had brought her home. They gave us medicine. They said... Fantastic. Yeah, the acids, antacids, and stomach lighters because they wanted to treat it like it was a stomach ulcer. They gave you the option to keep her there for a couple of days, but it was like in thousands. Yeah, which you guys didn't have, and that's a big. Is you know what? That's not only an issue with animals, but with people, right? You know, that's the healthcare system. You can actually buy dog insurance. I, I heard that. I had dog insurance for Emma for many years, and I was like, I'm wasting money, and then. I got rid of it. It was like 30 bucks a month. And then, of course, like, right. She's like, I now have heartworms. And I was like, fuck. So I had a GoFundMe for that and actually raised some money from friends. Cool. But we got home, given her that medication that the doctors had given to us. And we went to sleep because we were up all through the night. We didn't sleep, obviously. And so we went to sleep, but couldn't get full rest knowing that. Like, she had just got at, gotten out of the hospital, and we would both wake up in, like, 20-minute intervals and check on her. And every time that we did wake up, she was never sleeping. Like, she never rested her head and closed her eyes and fully, like, just slept. She would just lay at the end of the bed with us. So we got up, and we took her outside to pee. She went down the stairs very slow, but she did go down the stairs. She did use the bathroom. Full staircase, too. Yeah, like 13 steps. Yeah. Um, And then we came back up and I wanted to feed her something because she had her medication and I know she had an empty stomach because she vomited everything out. And so I like tried to make her some chicken and I boiled that up, put it in her bowl. She wanted nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. I even tried to hand feed it to her. She wanted nothing to do with that. At this point, she's laying on her bed in our living room because that's where we hang out the most. So we brought her bed in here. Um, and over time, yeah, this was like the morning. Yeah. And over time, you can just see her health declining and you can see her energy and her will to live. Just her belly was going in tighter and tighter. Really, because I was there the night before with Talia um, when they were taking her to the ER. And then the next day she called me and was like, hey, what do you think I should do? Uh, you know, this is the hardest part, I think, of being a pet owner is coming to terms with the cost of the cost of treatment versus like you feeling like oh I chose to put my dog down instead of paying these fees but I had a dog in our life his name was Simon named after Simon Cowell my mom named him he was only four and he had breathed in some bacteria or something and it was a slow four-month, like, decline. And we had treated him for everything else. And then they start saying, oh, you could take him to this specialist and that and the other thing. 
we had already spent like two grand already. You know, blood work alone is like a couple hundred and then they want x-rays and they want to put them, you know, they want to put them uh, anesthesia, anesthesia, why I got anesthesia. And it's like a full, it's a whole situation. So it's really hard to like, when you have to make that decision, like, do I spend all this money or do I let them go? And you feel like an asshole when you're like, well, I don't have the money to spend. But Avery was a big dog, which means already their life expectancy is much lower. And I would rather have it happen the way it happened with Avery, even though it was actually quite traumatic because she was throwing up blood and it triggered warning. Sorry, we're past that. But the next day, you could see she was kind of like, hey, with her stomach. So she had abdominal pain, which is why she was laying down asleep. Right. I think she knew. She knew we were saying goodbye and she was saying goodbye. And um, being the caregiver for this dog, like when you're not here like, and being here for the podcast and stuff, I know that Avery had such a good life here. And I'm not saying, I don't know how your sister took care of her or how your grandma took care of her, but like you and Joe are such huge animal people that I think Avery, honestly, like her quality of life just went up. That even if he got older. And for her to be uncomfortable for less than 24 hours, I feel like it's such a blessing. Yeah. And even though when you go and you sign that paper and you leave without her is like the fucking worst, you just have to make peace with the fact that like, you did the right thing. Right. It really did. It never feels right. It never will feel right because, you know, dogs, there are people that don't even cry when their parents die. But if their dog goes, fucking get out of the way. And I've I've had family members like that who didn't shed a tear when their parents or siblings or whatever died, but their dog died and like, don't let them see you kind of deals. Because dogs are a precious, precious thing. Um, But it's a, it's a terrible learning curve. It's a terrible life event that has to happen but the every left she was a little something didn't she oh my gosh of course she did because why wouldn't she what did, can you tell the people what av's you know final final note was so as the doctor is giving avery the shot she's explaining to us that you know most dogs will Breathe really, really heavy, and then you'll see the breathing stop, or you'll hear a big sigh of relief after, or some will even like pee a little bit. Sometimes, like their mouth will like people will do that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like as a big like, it's just a final yeah. The body give pressure and everything yeah. like that. So, what Avery <laughs> had decided was to. Leave us with a little toot. Not just a little toot. A stinky toot. He said it like cleared the room. Was, the doctor got up and was like, stop. Well, because you saw the picture of like she was at the at her leg, which is her back leg, which was near her butt. And so the doctor was like, she was the first one to smell it. And she goes, ooh, this one stinks a little bit. And she like got up and went to the other side of the room. Oh, like, my God. Yeah, that's that's what would happen when Avery did fart is clear a room for sure. Clear a room, and her last words were, "Yeah, 
which honestly is kind of like smell you later guys yeah it's so like full circle because that's <laughs> just how she is i was re-listening to our our podcast some of them and episode two where we're talking about gun violence we're in the middle of your gun violence story and there you're like hey did you hear that and i was like you're like that was avery i don't actually no that was me. no <laughs> i started on the couch and you were like avery did that i was like no actually that's me bro but that's what she would sound like it's like genuinely she was like a human when she farted well bad jonathan's dogs are like that they'll just hear like a little squeak <laughs> not like a full like turn sound but yeah. so uh Rest in peace, our sweet mascot, Amy. Uh, we love you and we will miss you forever. And, um, you know, it's tough. That's a tough one. But we want to tell the people that now I'm kind of sad that I told her not to chew her bones. Oh, my. She still did. She was like, it's, I don't have to listen to you. Still did. This is my house. We wouldn't even try to put them away because she would just find them anyway. She always... You're like, Carolyn, I can't take her bone. I was like, well... I couldn't. I couldn't take her. That's... I mean, that's fair. Those were her everything. Simon. Simon Cowell dog. My mom used to feed him whatever we were eating. She'd be putting down a bowl of spaghetti for this dog. Oh, my God. And I'm like, Mom, what the hell? You're going to kill a dog. And when he passed away, she goes, I'm glad I gave him spaghetti. Just like that. I'm like, are you serious? You're trying to shave me? (laughs) Give the dog friggin' spaghetti? I'll tell you what, Munkles was our second dog. He was purebred. He was a rescue, but he was a purebred. His name was Munkles T. Sprout. He was a chihuahua. He was the fucking cutest thing you'll ever see in your goddamn life. He was so <laughs> handsome. Bad dog. Peed and pooped everywhere. But he was your pal. And then later in life, he lost all his teeth except for four. So when he did try to attack you in his grumpy old age, he really couldn't get you. So I am local. Uh, Munkles was the fucking bomb dignity, but he did not get spaghetti. Uh, even though she was, like, very proud of her spaghetti feeding, she, you know, came past that, so. Anyway, oh my god, there's bugs in here, like, whoa. I don't know why there's been so many fruit flies in here, it's so fresh. Fruit flies follow the wine beep. Yeah, but the wine is outside and in my fridge. It's close enough. Anyway, my name is Carolyn Beach, and I am Talia Beach. We are at the beach, and this is the Beach House. I did it again. You gotta be something weird about it, bro. I'm not. It's like it's too monotone. The Beach House. But when you say it like that, why well, don't one of us say it? Like, like, I'll tell you what. AI is gonna delete one of our voices. Yeah, one of us. It's like. <laughs> and so say how you want. It's the beach house. Uh, that sounds better than beach house. We said it already. Damn, I can't. I, we said it already. The beach house. Beach. But that one in. I'm putting it all in. And this is the beach house. It's my birthday. Beach, beach, beach. It's her birthday. It's a day of birth, then I went to work. Who cares? Okay, so I chose the draft and the topic today. Yes, because I have been emotionally unavailable. Emotional damage! <laughs> Literally, though. Sorry, it shouldn't be. 
Hence the nasally, because I've been crying my brains out for days and not not to, you know, put a dapper on like when you would cry all the time. But no, I cry all the time. No, I know. But I no, we all know. I didn't know that like grieving and crying like this could make you sick afterwards. So that's fine. Um, there are days I would wake up and my eyes would be so swollen I could barely open them. My eyelids would be so puffy and the bottom would be so puffy. And for those of you who don't know, which is all of you, because none of my friends listen, um, I am blind in my right eye. And it is a super sensitive eyeball. So even though it can't see anything, it still has fucking problems. So when I cry, it gets extra irritated. It weeps. It like weeps for sometimes weeks after. And if I have like a really hard cry fest, like a grief cry fest, which is not as once a week. Okay, not not as often as it used to be. Not seeing a grief counselor. <laughs> Literally, ironically enough, I see a grief counselor for nobody that's dying, but things that I've lost. And one of the things I did say to Talia is, which again, she hasn't really experienced this either, is a devastating breakup, which obviously isn't going to happen because Joe is a sweet little angel, Leon. It is said, and it is scientifically proven that if you are in a heartbreaking breakup, it fires the same pain receptors as someone passing away, as physical pain. All of this hits the same. That's why when you're when you cry over something that didn't work out or something, whatever is one thing. But when you're grieving, grieving the loss of a loved one or a relationship or a pet, your brain physically fires different. So it is a different kind of sadness. It's a different crying. Your body reacts differently. It's a whole vibe. I'm emotionally dysregulated anyway. So I go through a lot of this in general. In general. Um, and it takes a lot of work to stabilize those emotions, which is why this podcast says, hey, the mature 20-something and the 40, which I'm not there yet, but <laughs> just for the sake of description, 40-something is immature. Yeah. I can be serious when I need to be, but yeah, I have a lot of emotions. And so it makes me sad to know that you have to experience those emotions too. Yeah. The first couple of days was really hard. Yep. Um, but I've been back to work since. That is, that helps distract. It does help distract very much so. I'm so glad you're not unemployed right now. Oh my God. That you were unemployed for so long. So you got all this quality time with Amy. You right. recently got this ice cream job. Yeah. So it's really... I was unemployed from mid-December to to the very first day of May. Yeah, so that's... For a while. Honestly, that's really good. And, like, again, I believe everything happens for a reason. Yeah. You have long stretches. And you think it really has long um, shifts either. So, no, no. You know, it wasn't like you went from zero to, like, eight hours every day. Right. So, yeah, no, I, it was, like, built in. Yeah. I, like, for my sake, and I asked, like, I asked my boss, too. I was like, for the dog's sake. Yeah, she wasn't used to being home alone. Yeah, all those months, you know what I mean? Yeah, my dogs went through that because I would go, but I would go from, like, unemployed to, like, back to 40 hours a week. Right. And I always picked jobs close to home where I could come back at lunch, but it's still, it's still a big stretch. Yeah. Come home for, like, what, 20 minutes? And then leave again for another four hours. Yeah, that's hard. And but I, I'm not just become numb. I feel very numb. It's almost 
I don't know what's worse, being numb or being super sad. Me personally, I'm being numb because around the right people, I'm perfectly fine. Well, because you're masking at that point. Sometimes. Sometimes. I was masking it. Um, at we To the day it happened, we went to our friend's house that night. I was surprised. We didn't want to be home. Um, and they had even asked, like, if we wanted to spend the night, like, just in case, like, we needed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which, obviously, we were first like, oh, no, we can't. And then, you know, right. you remember. But it was weird because we walk, like, walking into the house, obviously, they know like what we had just gone through and what we are they know they know so as soon as you make eye contact it's like right it was like what do you do the the hugs came and the tears came and then we put white chicks on and just watched a movie but like for joe i know he told me that that helps him he's grieved before he lost a dog just a few years ago his was it a family dog it yes but it was basically his dog so okay um but it was like the family dog um but he he grew very ill very fast. They had to put him down, and that was, like, his first time grieving. And like I said to you, I don't care if you're 20, 40, 50, whatever, and it's your third, second, fifth, tenth dog, it'll still hit. Yeah. It hits fucking brutal every eye. Well, I asked him, I was like, so, like, what do you think the differences are between, like, you breathing now and you breathing with Duncan a few years ago? And he was like, well, it hurts. It hurts in a different way because this was our dog. You lived with her. She was part of... It was... You, you were... You two were her sole caregiver. We were mom and dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus, like, Duncan just knew Joe as, oh, like, here's dad. Like, right. You know? And it's different when you go for that appointment. Because right. you're in charge and you have to... Please, uh, oh, my God. It's you know, for... I have to... I have to... I'm like, Time out. Okay, sorry you guys. I got a birthday FaceTime. I was in the middle of a very serious conversation. We're back. Are we good to move forward? Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll move forward. Actually, you'll probably find somewhere in that last clip to cut it off. Yeah, but also I am very proud of you for... I, I'm torn saying I'm very proud of you for not crying because I want you to feel like you can cry. And I actually texted Joe and said... Like, Please feel free to cry in front of Talia because I think it's important for each partner to get be able to console the other. And he was like, I don't believe in social norms. And I was like, oh, yes, queen. Uh, I was very proud of you guys for handling that. Yeah, it comes in waves and it hasn't even been a full week yet. And you guys are honestly doing really good. So, but you also haven't been by yourself for very long. But it gets not too long. Maybe what, like three, four hours? So maybe like a total of six. All in one? Within like six. Okay. Wait, six total, like all added up or six in no, the sitting? No, like added up. Okay. So it's t- one sitting. It's probably been like three, which is today. 12 to 3 till I got you at 12 30 to 3 30. Yeah. Yeah. But it gets better. And then the things you get to see. And I know you got a card today from. Right. You're like, nobody freaking warned me. No one did warn me about that. That Um, that was something I was unprepared for. Yeah, especially after already crying this morning. Like getting the call that she was ready. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one, picking her up. So you got a private cremation. So you will have her ashes. 
uh, my family has never done that. So we always do a community one. So the ashes of our pets have always been scattered with other ashes in a memorial garden for pets. And I was telling Talia that one of my clients who has a bajillion D dollars, when she moved, dug up her three cats and brought them to a graveyard in her hometown. And there's a whole pet cemetery there. That's Those are real things. They're few and far between. I would have never known it existed. And I was actually shook when I got there. And it was like, really? I was actually very surprised because, like, you'd think that coyotes would just dig it up. Uh, well, no, because, first of all, you have to bury them deep enough, number one. Yeah. Um, I know that, like, in the past, they'd be like, oh, put rocks around it. And I was like... What, do raccoons and rocks and coyotes just know, oh, that's a rock circle, don't touch it? Like, how does that work? But um, my aunt had, like, a pet graveyard in her backyard because she was in the country and she had, like, a big yard and she would paint the pictures of the pets that were there. They never had a problem. I mean, you got to put them down far enough. Yeah. Anyway, that's dark. Um, Let's lighten the mood, shall we? Also, this is a side note, and in reference to Talia's ice maker, which is still... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, I'm going there. Oh, my God. Still unfixed. And let me tell you why. And I know you guys were like, hey, we tried to donate. I know you guys tried. Because I told you my handle for Venmo was EarthAndGEA. Damn it. I hit the pause button by accident. Anyway, I know you guys tried to donate, and you put in EA... R-T-H-A-N-G-I-E, Earth Angie. But guess what, you guys? There's a one at the end. I forgot. How there's another Earth Angie? I'll never know. And probably I signed up a long time ago and forgot. But it's Earth Angie 1. So if you'd like to donate to the Ice Machine Fund, no, please don't donate to the Ice Machine Fund. Just give Carolyn money because that's what... what for. No, that's not true. If it says Ice Machine, I will get to leave the money for the Ice Machine. I also posted yesterday because facebook is always like hey it's almost your birthday do you want to get to a charity and i was like yeah me bitch i'm the charity so i posted that on facebook i said hey in lieu of some other bogus charity where only four percent of your money is going to go to them donate to me i'm a charity yeah this town guy commented and he's a pain in the ass i know he called us out the other day he did two weeks ago on his facebook he did Called who out? Called my place of late. Really? What did he say? What's the tea? He came in and I guess... So, so wait. Time out. Time this out. Guy, this guy, years ago, like a few years before COVID, he started his own business as a professional uh, reviewer of restaurants. He is kind of a punk. But go ahead. So, so that's his job. He was a regular at this ice cream place. So it wasn't him just coming to do a review. Like this is somebody okay. he's already reviewed a really long time ago. Right. Um, and he always came and he always got this his one thing. Same thing every time. Same thing okay. every time. That's important. Where did he put this on blast? What on his Facebook? On his, oh, your friend. We could watch the video after. You're friends with him on Facebook? It's public. I mean, well, I'm friends with him, but how did you find it? Did somebody show you? Oh, yeah. Well, they showed the owner. Or the owner looked it up. Oh, okay. So what had happened was he came into the shop and the owner's daughter was um, 
at the register that day taking orders because she broke her foot and you're better off just sitting and taking orders. Yeah. So he comes up to the window and he asks for a vanilla and chocolate milkshake. All right. Seems simple enough. It does seem simple enough. At the time. But then. No, just kidding. Apparently. Oh, no. Word got around somehow that we weren't allowed to do multiple ice cream scoops in a milkshake, which I have never heard. That sounds dumb because you can put anything and blend it up. Yeah. I've never heard that we couldn't mix it. The only thing I know we're not allowed to mix at our shop is smoothie flavors. Why? Because they're very concentrated and each of the different kinds of smoothies we have are a different concentration. Okay. And so we have- These obviously are different than milkshake. Right. So at the time, the woman taking the order says, unfortunately, I can't do that milkshake for you because we're not allowed to- do different scoops of ice cream in a milkshake. And even though she was the daughter, she was kind of a sub, right? Or no, not. she's the ice cream maker. So she knew. So all of a sudden this rule happened. Oh, no. So that's the problem is that in my place of work, people think that they can start talking about things and that they can tell people that these new things have happened and no one goes straight to the source, which is the owner. Who decided that they couldn't mix milkshake? That's a wonderful question. Especially it was probably this is kid, one kid that we all really don't like in the shop. Are they still working there? Yep. So this one person probably started this one little rumor and told everybody about it and somehow got like, back. You're the owner's daughter and you're going to just be like, oh, I'll take items from this kid. I know. Okay. So what- it was a whole thing. So she basically was like, sorry, like I can't do that. And he was like, had a flip about it and it's like seriously you can't blah blah she goes nope sorry so he left Uh uh-oh a couple hours later he is kind of a baby i think a video comes up on facebook i don't know how like the owner or anyone found it they probably he's very prominent in the community and any people have i have him on my facebook right um for everyone knows when you post a video you know who he is yeah and he never said specifically the shop that he was at. Like, you know. But, you know. So, he's at this other ice cream shop in Old Lime or something. And he talks about this scenario in a book or something he read. It's really freaking stupid. And he's at this other place and he's, like, filming in front of the place. And he goes, so I walked up to this ice cream shop and I asked for a chocolate and vanilla milkshake. And they said, no problem, sir. We'll get that right out for you. He's acting all like high and high and mighty, and oh, he's so yucky. And you were like, "That was a dig on us." Oh yeah, like the next day we went into work and we basically had like a team meeting. It was like the owner. She was like, "Hey, we can mix milkshakes, okay?" She goes, "I'm just gonna get this out of here now." He goes, "You can mix milkshakes. Tell your kid." <laughs> yeah, I know. Talk about it at home over dinner, honey. I know. Yikes. So we're pretty far in, but that's okay. We're pretty far in. You know what? I was listening to Ladies in Tandem's podcast today. It's their 200th episode, and they were reading, like, their low-star reviews for years. And it's so funny to listen. Like, people be like, oh, there's not the same structure and this and that. And I thought to myself, I'd love to see the feedback from people who are like, they've changed or they've done this or that, meaning me and you. Because... We're just talking. 
Yeah. We're just chatting. We're here. We're literally not even doing this for money. Like, well, no, we're keeping you company and we're doing it really kind of for ourselves. And that's okay. Lena's and Tangent started and people just started listening and they like want it. And uh, now they're all like, oh, you're high and mighty because you're so popular and you're just recurgitating things off of Reddit. Listen, I watch so many YouTube channels that like read Reddit stories or react to Reddit stories or whatever. It's about just being together. So I'm going to say that now. And I've said, <laughs> I've said it before. I'll say it a hundred times. Like we're here just to chat. And if you don't like it, don't listen. With that said, we're going to, uh, we have a draft. We have a draft to do. And the draft we're doing today is favorite Disney animated characters. No, we said newbies. I thought I said character. I was going for like straight up character. I didn't write mine down, but um, I did movies, so it oh is God. a problem. A lamb texted me like twenty minutes ago and said, "Happy birth to your mom." Twenty. He's such a chop. This draft will be favorite animated Disney movies. Oh, that's it. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. I think because at first I thought princesses, and then I was like, "Are there enough princesses?" They're kind of funny. Well, yeah, but then I thought, well, maybe I should just do characters. And then I mentioned animals because I thought about doing that last week. But movies is more of a broad. Movies, Brad, but we can also do characters later and and uh, right. animals too. So I guess we're doing movies, animated movies. Pixar is that Pixar and Disney? Okay, because yep. I can't really tell. You. I'm not including Marvel. You guys know me personally. I would put Marvel on my list. Marvel, but not Pixar. Marvel is its. Well, Disney owns Marvel. They own it, but it's not animated. Right. This is, well, they're, okay, yes. This is strictly just like your classic new old Disney movies. Animated, meaning no real people in there. Yeah. Not even Avatar because they have real people in there. Yeah, Avatar is Although we couldn't say Mary Poppins, but that was ahead of its time. You could. I thought about it, but I didn't. Okay. Everything on here is animated. You know what we have to do first? Oh, yeah. For, oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm mad at her. You won last week. You can't be mad anymore. I can be mad at her because she hasn't listened. She hasn't said, hey, thanks for the shouts, or hey, why are you calling me out? Nothing. Fake fan. You're a fake fan. I am named this podcast. No, I'm not a fake fan. Fake fan. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Two papers. I don't think that's ever happened. Well, last time we had two rocks. Oh, true. Ready? Rock. No. We just punched this. We just punched each other's hands. Ready? Rock. Paper. Scissor. Shoot. Oh, shit. I yeah. Snipping up my paper, Casey. Oh. Ready? So she won. Hope you're still listening. Stop it. I'm just kidding. She's great. I added her on Instagram. Casey, she liked her by milk. What? And so there was Avi Garman. She was like, hey, bitch, I'm back. Avi here is going to be in your mouth, up your butt for years. Yeah. That won't go away. Okay. My first Disney movie draft pick is going to be Toy Story. Now, is this, this is your personal or is this Sam's favorite? Because I really want your personal. Yeah, this is me. Toy Story, the first one? Toy Story, all. Oh, we're just claiming every Toy Story? There's like 15. There's four. I know, but that's a lot. Best one is the second one. I like the third one, but okay. 
further okay second is the best personally but i don't put toy story all right fine so we're taking full franchises okay no you can take specific movies okay why are you okay uh, why am i like this i've had multiple glasses of water water it's my birthday anyway okay whoa um this is hard because my favorites have changed over time and this might surprise you a little. I don't really get low. Okay. My first pick is Moana. I knew it. Encanto was so close, but it was only your second. But well, Moana—that's <laughs> true. But Moana was like, oh, I fell in love with that little group for our, like. Actually, it's hard because like I have a lot of close. It's a close running for all of them. But Moana really did it for me. I bought that movie. I, oh my God, there's that lady from that asked us where CVS is. No way. The crackhead lady. Oh, and it's a crackhead lady. She looked like a guy got hit with her. She made it to CVS. Got a CVS bag. Okay, so yeah, Moana, I loved Moana. I loved the music. Lynn Manuel Miranda. Oh, chef's kiss. So good. Okay, number three. I mean, two for you. Sorry. Number three. Wow. This is stupid. Already jumping. Okay, number two is Monsters, Inc. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, that is a good... Oh, yeah, that's a good one. The whole... The whole franchise. I mean, I'd love to put Monsters University on the same level. You just took all four Toy Story. I didn't. I said I didn't have to if he didn't want me to. Play it back. I could take Monsters University and Monsters Inc., but I'm not going to be too picky. You know what? You can have the whole... Oh, nice. Sounds good. I'm witty. I wouldn't say all that, but okay. So you got Monsters Inc. So you already said you're second. No. I was going to say Encanto, but let me tell you something. Frozen. I did like the first one, but let me tell you. Frozen 2? Off the chain. Don't... She's fucking wincing at me. It came out during COVID. I I badgered her to watch this. And what killed me, too, is, like, my sister-in-law watched it. And I was like, you know, I was like, this is about all about mental health. The whole Frozen 2 is about mental health awareness and taking care of yourself. And I don't know how everyone else missed the boat on this, but they did. Um, the song's about growing up. Uh, this song when, spoiler alert, when um, Anna thinks that Elsa is dead. The next right thing that's getting up after grief and taking one step at a time, even though you're in deep despair. Olaf makes comments about, like, playing with the kids, going, we call this things we can do when we don't have control. It's all about, you know, supporting each other. Kristoff finally comes back with the girls and he's like, instead of saying, I'm here to save you. He goes, what do you need from uh, from Anna? Which is another, like, supportive role. The whole movie, if you watch it, is about expressing your needs and working through your emotional trauma. I stand by that 100%. I don't need to take the full Frozen franchise. I do like Frozen 1, but Frozen 2, for me and my book, was so good all the undertones and blessings in that i stand by and the score phenomenal when she is coming to save the fjord and her and her ice water horse are jumping down those waves oh oh it slaps 
It's so passionate. I am. I stand for that movie. I stand for that Number two, we should have just put that one. No, because I was obsessed with Moana for a long time. Alana, Moana gave me all the happy feels. Frozen 2 was like, oh, I feel seen. Okay. Go ahead. My number three is Inside Out. Interesting. Really? Oh, yeah. You ever watch it? Yeah, of course. Yes. Too incredible. Can you tell me why? She's good. Like, it's it's hard for me to watch. I have watched it. Why is it hard for you to watch? Well, because, first of all, it's dealing with all the different emotions. Yeah. And, and you know that I am emotional. Very emotional. So... Dealing when when Riley gets to adolescence and she starts having sad and angry moments come in and and Joy is trying to control the whole situation, um, but you know she realizes there's a space or sorrow too and sadness and I don't know it's just I feel like there's a lot packed in there. Uh, same thing with Up. I can't watch that too many times. So there's a lot of emotion to hear that there. That's one of your, that's your top three? Oh, yeah. Wow. Inside Out is incredible. And there's a second one coming out. And really? Gonna poop my pants. Is it for boys? I'm not sure. Because Riley was a girl. Wasn't it Riley? Yeah, Riley was a girl. And like they, I think the, like, it's so cool because in the movie they pan off to like mom's head and dad's head. Yeah. It's so cool. It's such an amazing concept. It became a meme, too. Yeah. What's well, like, going on with their head? And then it shows a cat running in circle. Yeah. On the internet. Well, like, let's just make a movie about what's going on in your heads. And then it goes deep, and it goes to the dream factory, and then it goes into, like, the imaginary memories, letting go of your childhood. Yeah. It's so cool. Oh, my God. When she, when uh, that little bing bong, bing bong was like, say hi to Ryan. Oh, my God. I know. Well, let's see it. Where's the imaginary friend? But, it, like, we've all... It's so good. At some point, you have to let go of that. And it's, like, it's funny because now that my niece is in her second year of life, everything isn't happy-go-lucky. Now she's starting to get angry, and now she's, like, mine. And, like, it's it's sort of like you get to see a little bit inside their head. Yeah. You get to see, like, these new emotions pop up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's really interesting. Oh, now I want to watch it. I think I might watch it tonight. Oh, oh my God. It's going to make you cry like a little bitch. <laughs> remember I said, when you're in sadness, you need to stay with positive content. That's I stand by that. All right. So my number three, of course, is going to be Encanto. Okay. Um, Encanto, because it's so new, it's hard for me to put it as one or two because I have other ones, obviously, that had a longer space in my heart. Encanto... I love that movie for so many reasons. Again, it was totally lost on my own family. I was like, this is about family um, dysfunction. And they were like, what? No, it's not. Like, literally, yes, it is. These are literally, yes, it is. So, Maddie Bell, um, number one, she's your heroine. And she is the one that brings the family back together with seemingly no gifts. Because she's the black sheep, and as the black sheep of my own family, I relate to her. But also, Maribel puts others first, and she recognizes that she doesn't have these big, extravagant gifts. Like, my brother is a very successful person. He's younger than me. Um, 
But keeping a family together and keeping bonds together is a really is a gift too that people forget about. And the end of the movie where she is given the M door handle. Um and they're singing to it gets me every freaking time and they sing. We see how bright you burn. Um we see how far you've come. It's the first time in the movie where they recognize that Maribel wasn't the problem. She was the solution and she was trying to do her best and be included and in that they were the ones that failed her. And so I love that it comes full circle and people take accountability and, you know, clearly a fairy tale. But and it would be nice if families could do that. And a lot of families would stay together longer for that reason. But I do love that movie and I love the approach that Disney has been taking. And I, I watch a lot of the behind the scenes. Do you do that? I love the behind the scenes because it really gets in depth on in depth of how they come about things. Encanto was made completely during COVID. Every meeting, every sound check, every song was done through Zoom. So, like, when the animators were, like, doing the dresses, because it's obviously in Colombia, you know, they have a lot of movements and dances, they had to, like, dress up their family members and videotape them and use those as references because they were in lockdown. And they, those people, the voices of all the people in, in Kanto did not meet each other until the red carpet premiere. They all recorded in their homes. So it's cool. Yeah, it is cool. Good, because you didn't have any stories for our second part, and this will just fill it right in. Oh, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Four. Four. You're just shocking me, honestly. Really? Yeah. I can't decide whether I want this at four or at five. I'm going to go four as Coco. Coco. That's a good one. I do like that one. Below. Now, can you tell me why you like Coco? It's just good. I don't really have, like, in-depth reasons on why. It's just a movie that I enjoy and I remember. I don't really remember a lot of movies. I'm not a movie watcher. You're not? No, I'm not a movie watcher at all. It's not you watch all the Marvels and all that. You guys go to movies a lot. You guys go out to the movies a lot. Yes. But I'm not one to watch a movie at home. I don't... Yeah. I used to not, but when I became a caregiver, a lot of my clients want to, so I end up... I don't... Like, the only time I... The most time I ever watched movies was the week I had COVID, and that's what I watched beginning to end of Marvel. That's that's it. But I'm not like... And Joe is the complete opposite. He loves watching movies, which is so funny because he always just wants to watch a movie. Like, I can't say... I don't have the mental... But will you sit and watch, like, 20 episodes of, like, one... Absolutely. Right. Because I can get up, I can pause, I can take a break, I can... pause your movies. I know I can. I know. I don't have, like... Joe gets so mad at me because no. I can't watch movies because my brain is such a squirrel. No, it's so true. It's I'm so like, true. I will be laying here and like the movie's at like a good spot and he's like fully invested. And like in the middle of the good spot, I'll pick up my phone or I'll like get up. He goes, what are you doing? I'm like, my brain, like I can't, I can't handle anymore. I'm like, I'm done. So my friend that just called a limb and Nilly, a limb is the kind of person that watches movies in like chunks. If I'm going to watch a movie, I need to watch it straight through because, like, Joe, I need to be fully invested, emotionally attached. Mm-hmm. And, like, I watched Stargate SG-1 
which was like 20 seasons, like 22 episodes per season. And I get to the last episode and he goes, you need to watch it with me. I was like, okay. It was a Friday night when we do our normal like game night and Nilifer was with us, his wife. And um, he would pause it in between. Like, so I couldn't get emotionally invested. Yeah. Okay, let's play a little bit. I'm like, what? This is the final episode of 20 seasons. And you want to pause it right here where they're like in limbo. And he did it like three times. He's like, well, we need to like switch it up. And he watches all his shows like that. I cannot. I have ADHD, but not like that. Yeah, it's really bad. I'm such a squirrel. Such a squirrel. But Coco is so good because there's always something going on in that movie that it will catch your attention. And there's always so much on the screen. The colors are bright. It's neon. It's visually stimulating. It's so amazing. Mm -hmm. It's so good. And just the whole, like... The idea of like crossing the fridge and that is so good. Through culture, yeah, it's what they believe. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer for that, and when he looks over the flower bridge and he sees like the underworld and it's all lit up, and I was like, "Um, that I just I love." It. And the music, the music is so good. Yeah, and so it is. Okay, so am I on number four? Yeah, it's in two years. Um, okay. So I'm going to go back. Okay, I'm going to go way back. Okay. 1994. Okay. This was a huge one when it came out. Please don't come for me. But. Pocahontas. Ooh, that's a fifth one. I know every single word from that movie. And I know. And for anyone listening who doesn't know. It is so far from historically accurate. Please don't take it as fact. It is. So way off. Yeah. Okay. So. I'm not going to get into it. It's one of the OG Disney movies. It is an OG Disney movie. When it came out, I was like pooping my pants. I was like, yes, this is the one, sis. I love that movie. Solid. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Obviously, I have honorable mentions. We're not even at honorable I know, but I'm going to say my last one. Are you at five or Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say my last one and then... You can say yours, and then obviously we'll give honorable mentions. And I'll explain why they're honorable mentions. Okay, for sure. But number five is Zootopia. Remember the girl I did last year? Yeah, that was her go-to. I love Badly Leaped. It is a good one. Can you tell me why? Because I can tell you why. Why? No, you tell me why first. I told you, I don't really have reasons for why. I just enjoy these movies. These are movies that I could sit down and fully watch without getting up. Maybe you're picking up the undertones of the story. I love that one because the little bunny, everyone's like, you can't do anything near me or me. And she's like, yeah, fucking watch. Boom. And then she, like, becomes successful. She becomes successful. It doesn't matter how big or small you are, girl, boy, whatever. Like, if you're smart and you, like, work hard, you can do what you gotta do. The second word coming out as well for that movie. Okay, and so my number five, again, isn't Goldie. I would say 1996, around there, 97, maybe. Can you guess what it is? Nope. Because you were not alive. That's true, you were not alive. Correct, but, okay, Mulan. So we look at Louis. Hold on, I said Mulan fought for the top spot of my life for a very long time. Um, 
I'm a little sad that the that the the version they made later in my life had no music. But it's okay. I loved Mulan because I was we were big into Asian culture and my family. Um, my mom and my brother and myself actually just gravitate towards Asian culture. And when Mulan came out, of course, that also is a true story. Obviously, very edited for Disney, right? You know. Um, but you know, I love a good girl power moment. Yeah. And one thing I want to say about Mulan and Encanto is that the women and Frozen too, the women did not need a man to complete the task and save the day. They had men assist them just like anyone else would have assistance from other stuff, but they were the ones who did the brain power, who did the work, who were brave. And I think you're seeing a lot more of that in Disney now because they're more forward. Like Strange World, again, we talked about that once before. Which I really like the concept of that movie. Do I think I would watch it a bunch of times? Probably not. Um, same with, um, I guess my big my mentions would be, I did like Big Hero Six. That's my honorable mention. Is it? Yeah, that's one of mine. I liked that for different reasons, but just because I don't know, it deals with grief. Yeah, yeah. like if you, I watch this channel. If you guys ever heard of them, it's called cinema therapy and i really really like them they dissect all these movies one guy is a movie director and one guy is a clinical therapist and they break down like what the message is from these movies and it really helps you realize things maybe that are subliminal and that you don't realize why you like them yeah they do a good job you should look them up cinema therapy people we love what's your honorable mention other than big so yeah big hero six was on there um, another album mention, which I, it's my all-time favorite Disney movie, but it wasn't going in my draft because it is an older Disney movie, and oh, well, it's hard. I know it's hard because this movie, it's not, it's not modern. It's very like misogynistic. It's like not oh. misogynistic. It's more of just like it's, it's not. Crazy. No, it's not as like with the times as like the newer Disney movies are. Yeah. Of course. And because she's my favorite Disney princess. Oh my god, who is it? I need to know. Cinderella is my Cinderella? Old time baby. I have Blu-ray, I have DVD, I have the Golden Book, I have I would have never tagged you as a Cinderella gal. Obsessed. Listen, you have every right to love a princess that was swept off her feet by a prince and taken from poverty into like whatever. But I would never tag you as that. No one ever does. Because they're like, well, oh, you would, you're like, well, because they think like, oh, why wouldn't my favorite Disney movie be like the stereotypical blonde white princess who had nothing but, so she had some hardship and then, right, she was, obviously she was the outlier. Toxically positive about her situation. Right. She was the outlier. She, um, she was the maid. She would, you know, things like that. But that's my favorite. One more auto mention. Wait, tap out. What? Have you ever seen Ever After? Yeah. With Drew Barrymore? Yeah. Oh, now that's a good Cinderella story bit. Mm-hmm. That's one of my faves. That's, again, an hour. I don't think... It's on the Disney Channel. They might own it. It's but... on, I think, Disney. 
plus. It is, but it's not it's not an animated, but still. This good the human version of Cinderella is also very good. Banging. Um Rogers and Hammer scenes. Yeah. Way past your time, but I know. What do you think of Rainbow Cinderella or the original? Who you be? Oh, Whitney oh. Houston, the godmother? Oh yeah, no. Then yeah, you're too young to know. Oh sorry, go ahead. What's your next one? And my last album mention will be Finding Dory. Not Nemo, Dory. Finding Dory, I incredible. I agree. That was a sweet so good. That was a good one. We met all the new characters. Everyone had like their own thing. I'm obsessed with I forgot her name in the movie, but um the beluga whale who no. has a hard time like Isn't it Pearl? I think it is Pearl. I think of that, but then I'm thinking it says SpongeBob's pun. Um, it might be Pearl. I don't know. Because, like, she has so much anxiety that it took her so long to, like, get that. You know what I mean? Like, that was just so cute. And Hank the Octopus is so good. Oh, yeah. And yeah. That was a good one. That was, And she finally reunites with her parents. Like, that was such an amazing movie. The thing about the Dory thing reminds me of, like, Alzheimer's and dementia. And so the thing with that, which you come across when you're older, people, for your grandparents, to deal with your grandparents, there are certain things that will trigger someone's memory. Music is a huge one. Smells are a huge one. So that movie, like, when Dory is hitting triggers that are reminding her, it's just like, you're rooting for her so hard. Yeah. It, it is a good feeling, for sure. Ugh, good times, guys. Okay. So, here's the tea. So what I chose today... Um, after bullying Talia into doing this podcast today, I was like, I do want to do it. She's like, maybe. I was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. They did bully me into this. I did. But I think it's good. We have to move forward and every normal thing that we do will help you to the next stage. So what I told her to look up was funny birthday stories. So what did she do? Not that at all. But I did that. So I'll read you <laughs> what I have. I got one. What? Yep. Okay, you're lucky we talked for three hours about the draft and everything else. It's okay. I don't know why this is the first one that came up. It's from 12 years ago on Reddit. It says, this one's rather unsavory. Please keep in mind I was stoned earlier today and I chose these kind of influence. I don't, please don't hold me accountable. When I was a young boy, about five or six, I went to a restaurant with my family to celebrate my birthday. I didn't bring a friend, but for some reason, my sister did. So I ended up needing the toilet after a while. So I stroll into the bathrooms. One cubicle works, and the other is taken. Like, only one cubicle works, and it's taken. I wait, I wait around, but while I'm waiting, I'm getting increasingly desperate. Finally, the man comes out. But out of nowhere, a man comes in, grins at me, and takes the cubicle. I was far too shy to say anything, so I tried to hold on, but I farted. He's six? Yeah, five or six. I'm sorry. In a big way. <laughs> we all know where this is going. He farted in a big way. It sounded like I still play underpants completely. I go back out, tell my mother, who tries to keep it under wraps. My sister complains of a bad smell in the car, but mom brushes it off. We get home and I go into the bathroom and take my pants off. 
my god the amount of shit was unbelievable oh and i run down my legs and soaked it into my socks ew my sister that's so sick hey it happens my sister stood at the door and shouted i knew it while her and her friend laughed not my best birthday tldr i shit my pants in a restaurant that's traumatic. Let me tell you why I included this sword. Face you a late. I feel attacked. I'm going to tell you something. Quite a few years ago, me and my mom were sitting at your place of work. Shut up. I ordered a grilled cheese and she ordered something. That's when there was dining inside before COVID. And we're waiting. I'm sitting there. And I trusted a fart. No way. It was a warm fart. But after the fart escaped, my pants were still warm. And that was a warning sign for me. And I just went, what? And I went to the woman behind the counter. I was like, do you have a bathroom? She was like, yeah. So I go to the bathroom. Apparently, my mom said I was in there a hot minute. I pulled those pants out, girl. Liquid lava in your job. So now I'm like wiping everything out. Maybe that's why we all have public restrooms anymore. Wow. Do you really not? Yeah, we really don't. We tell people to go to the whole wall. I didn't. I didn't crumple in with a toilet. But do this combined to let me say that you're the reason. Who's <laughs> a joke? Okay, well, could be, but it probably isn't likely. It was an emergency. So I cleaned up the pants, and then, like any other day, I just lined it with a bunch of toilet paper. And I come back to the table, and our food's there, and my mom's like, uh, you were in there for a while. I was like, was I? She goes, what happened? I go, shit the pants. <laughs> she goes, are you serious? I'm like, she goes, should we leave? I go, well, no. I mean, we're here now. She goes, well, what's in your pants? What did they say? I mean, it was just like hot lava, and I just, it wasn't like chunky area. Okay, we, yep, we don't gotta go anywhere. Here's the thing. It's not you don't want to. No. But it's important, because there are people out there that we used to know, like, thought of being awareness for that. You guys can come together and talk about shit themselves sometimes. Like, Crohn's disease is IBS. Bitch, it's a whole body. Let me get that. Okay, but anyway, I wanted to tell you that because I did shit in your place of work. <laughs> but it wasn't like, it was like my introduction to shitting yourself, but I would like, boss, hey, do we close the bathrooms all? It's like some lady shit herself and that light, no? It's not that light? <laughs> Four years ago, did it? <laughs> I did not. Did it smell like shit in here? No, or it was like water poop. I hope I'm, I'm glad I know my friends re- listen to this. Now you're like, hey, I want you to meet my friends. I'm like, yeah, I want your friends to meet me. I'm like, hey, I shit myself. I mean, but you know what? Let me tell you what, friends and Talia and others, when you get older, shit just doesn't work the same. No pun intended. Okay. What's your one story that you have? Like one story? Yeah, go ahead. Or should I save it? It's not really a good one. Come on. Worst birthday party ever in my experience. No, I told you not worst. 
Okay, this is your... Oh, my God. Okay. Six-year-old. Oh, boy. Stupid me. Got walked to the closet for three hours. Had the cops called. Lost a tooth. Got into a tooth. Got into a fight with a kid twice my size. Oh. Which wasn't hard. And spent the four days leading up to my birthday in the hospital. Is this a sixth sense for this? Because I got a Game Boy, though, so it was pretty cool. <laughs> That's the story you chose? For too all You gotta think about how That's awful that is. That's the storyline of the sixth sense. The kid goes to a birthday party, they walk <laughs> in the closet, and guess what? Spoiler, he sees dead people. <laughs> Those kids are fucked. Number one. And number two... So it's the second part of that story. He's <laughs> locked in the closet. Had the cops called. Lost a tooth. Lost a tooth. Got into a fight with a kid twice my size. Spent four days leaning up to the day in the hospital. But he got a Game Boy. Game Boy, that's the thing. Game Boy is the... the so apparently for my brother's birthday, he got a Game Boy. Which we had like every console known to man. Pretty much everyone growing up. But apparently, and I do not remember this, but I will pay for it for the rest of my life. Apparently, my brother got a Game Boy on his birthday the year it came out. And allegedly, I made such a fuss that I got to play his Game Boy before him. And that's why we don't get along now. And I'm 39, he's 34. So, you know what? Some people just can't let shit go. I don't remember, but... But apparently, I trust his memory because I feel like he knows better than me. Okay, here's my next one. Another 12-year-old, 12 years ago post. When I was a little kid, I was obsessed with Robin Hood. I had the movie, played it out in the playground. It was my favorite thing ever. So my mom decides that a great party for me would be a Robin Hood-themed party. And a few daycare friends and for a few daycare friends and family. The day of the party, I found out the theme and was super exciting because my mom made the Robin Hood hat with the feather and everything, and I couldn't wait to put it on, except that I didn't get to be Robin Hood because I was a girl. I got to watch my brother be Robin Hood, and I got shafted and had to be lame-ass Mary, made Mary. Oh, and that's on gender rules. That's why I picked that one, you guys. And that's on gender rules, and that's on being toxic toxic gender roles no i'm gonna tell you guys a quickie story my eye hours later okay fun bob so uh my aunt was a baptist it is a baptist and she raised all her kids and her adoptive kids because she had like a bajillion um as that and i remember one of our adopted kids was like i want to be a baseball player for halloween and she was like no only boys can be baseball players so I remember, like, saying, like, just let her be a visa. Like, let's Halloween. Let her be whatever she wants to do. That's the whole fun of it. Halloween is my favorite holiday of all time. Those pictures came out. And I saw her in a princess hat and a dress. And I was like, this is a little bitch. I was so mad. I'm so bummed for I was like, come on. Yeah, that's frustrating. Like, guess what? None of her kids live near her. Take notes, people. None of her kids live near her. You know why? Because she's fucking nuts. She wouldn't let those kids read any books without her reading them first. Usually denied most of them. No sleepovers, none of that. 
I don't know what she thought was going to happen when those kids were like released into the world and they saw that other people didn't live this way. But let me tell you, friends, your kids, no matter how sheltered they are, eventually will figure out you're called a ship. So it's going to backfire. So choose your battles wisely. Okay. So since you have no other ones, I'll just read you them and I would like you to react. Okay. Okay. Next one. My 16th birthday, my mom and best friend planned a huge, elaborate party, nearly six months in advance, and kept it a complete secret. I had no idea. I thought I was getting dressed up to go to an anniversary party for a family friend. Instead, get to the place, and there are 50 of my friends and family there to surprise me. Spent the whole night dancing, doing karaoke, and having a great time. Can you guess why I chose this one? You know, really? No one ever gives us me. No one ever had a surprise for it. Once ever given me a surprise party. Let me tell you, I bet. No, never had a surprise party. And let me tell you, I love giving people surprises, and I would love to be surprised. Like I'm all about it. Sign me up. I had a surprise party this year. I know. I wasn't invited, but I knew. Still, I was too old. I don't. I understand. I knew. Party started at like nine o'clock. I was in bed. Exactly. Fuck off. <laughs> I wasn't really. I mean, I planned my entire sweet sixteen. I love that. You know what? Take action. The whole thing. I didn't want no one else doing it. Stay with my wedding. I'm planning the whole thing. No, I don't want other people. First of all, your wedding is not like a birthday. It is like you should, and don't let anyone tell you they don't like your dress or your color or any of that bullshit. Yeah, but I planned. My entire sweet 16. Good for you. Because you were like, you know what? This is burnt me. I wanted to work. But I was like, I don't want to put this into somebody else's hands. And it backfire. And I don't want to not. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm going to do my, for my 40s. Like, learn to enjoy it. But please know, it doesn't have to be your birthday. But anytime you want to surprise me with anything, I'm so down. No one's ever done it. It's true. Okay. My next one. Love this one. Because I currently am a caregiver to a general witness. Um, I don't think I love this one, but I think I just included it because it's a witness. I was, read half of this one. You did? Yeah. Okay. I was raised a Jehovah witness, but I had birthdays when I was young. I family stopped having holidays when I got older. My worst birthday was probably the first one after we had stopped celebrating them. I knew I wasn't getting anything for having the party, but my mother didn't even so much as acknowledge that it was my birthday. What's worse is that I could tell she wanted to wish me a happy birthday, that she had to stop herself. She was in this weird quasi-Stepford cheeriness, which was as close as she would get to letting herself be a human like everyone else. My best birthday was when a friend of mine who was not a Jehovah Witness baked me a cake and I snuck out of the house to go have some clandestine cake with my friends. Do you want to react to that? I remember the first time... I heard that Jehovah Witnesses don't celebrate anything. I was in middle school, and this one girl was Jehovah Witness. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what that was. She explained it to me. And I was shook, mortified, shook. Weren't these in my family are the biggest... You okay? Yep, keep pulling. Okay. Birthdays in my family are the biggest thing, the biggest event. We make a big deal out of it. 
the month of, the week of, the day of. It's just something that's always been. And that's what's nice is that, like, now that I'm with Joe, I get to make a big deal out of his birthday because he never really got to make a big deal out of his And his family was never really big on birthdays. So now he gets really excited about his birthday because oh, no, he knows you're going to party with him. Yeah, because he knows that and he can celebrate. So when I found out that this peer of mine in middle school couldn't even celebrate their birthday, let alone Christmas, Halloween, oh, anything. They celebrate Easter, but as a funeral. Right. But when I heard that they couldn't even celebrate their special day of the year, I was so sad for them. I was so sad. I had one friend growing up who was Jehovah's Witness, and she was not allowed to say the Pledge of Allegiance, which I understand now they don't say in, in school anymore. They don't? I don't think they say the Pledge of Allegiance in the morning anymore. Um, Right. They also don't teach them cursive, which is weird to me. That happened a year after I got out of the third for Insane! Yeah, that okay. didn't happen. I, I think I was the last one of the last school years That's to learn cursive in school and i'm so well, thankful what's funny is like so she was jehovah witness until i think she turned 18 and then her mom left of course and here's my problem with that and i work with one uh, a jehovah witness and i've actually watched quite a few documentaries on the problems within the jehovah witness faith which, of course, is like a lot of pedophilia or sexual assault that's kept under wraps, and they keep it between their elders, which is also within the evangelical community. But I always looked at it like, okay, you're taking all of these holidays and celebrations away from your children, and yet I would say, and this is only my experience, so don't come for me, Every family that I knew that was a Jehovah Witness, their parents were alcoholics. So you can party and get shit-faced, but your kids can't celebrate their birthday? Sorry, I have a problem with that. I hate that. I have a total problem with that. And it's like, if your religion is going to take away any celebration, I think you should take away alcohol, too. Like, I don't think you should be allowed to have alcohol. Because that's an escape mechanism. It's, you know, obviously I am a drinker. I'm not super proud of that. I definitely have a problem. I know that and acknowledge that. I know that um, at some point I need to like handle that. I work on bringing my intake down. Obviously not today because it's my fucking birthday. But I have gotten better. But still, it just always bothered me because there was a family that lived two doors down from us that like the husband was a total drunk and then the, the wife was trying to like keep up with him and she was drinking and like I would just watch these poor children go through these holidays and have nothing. I mean, Jewish kids are upset because they have Hanukkah. Jehovah Witness kids have nothing. Nothing. Imagine celebrating nothing. Yeah, having nothing to look forward to. Literally. Like, oh, like throughout the year, I'll be like, oh, I'll get that. So I'll write it down so I'm then people grab that. My Christmas presents, then my Christmas presents start the day after Christmas. Yes. But, like, imagine just having nothing to look forward to. I wouldn't be able to live. It's just, it gives you no sense of hope. The funniest thing was that I have learned um, from working very closely with the Jehovah Witness, who knows that I'm a Christian. Um, number one, I pray, I pray with her and have done Bible study with her 
and I speak in her language. So when I pray, say, dear Jehovah, or, you know, Jehovah, can you do that? Why not? We like to get in. In the Bible, Jehovah is one of the names that we call God. We call God Jehovah, Yahweh, Allah is a, is a word for God. Um, and actually, I saw a TikTok the other day or something that said um, Jesus was not Hebrew. No. He was Arabic. Yeah. Which means when she talked to God, she said Allah to God. You know, so... And I'm sure people would be triggered by that. But it was funny. Is it holding the box so tight? I'm holding it. I don't know. It's not so tiny. <laughs> anyway, so, um, the one you like remember that she's Joel Witten? Absolutely. She does. She really, she has dementia, but she does know that she's Jehovah Witness. She has, she remembers her meetings. Wow. They have meetings. Um, and they have Kingdom Hall. They don't, they do say to the one next door. Yeah. It's literally two right. doors down. Yeah. Uh, but on Wednesday, you know, during COVID, she was doing the Zoom meeting for her niece was helping her with that. Um, but she goes and um, they don't make her do door to door service, but her sister does um, because she is not physically abled. Jordan and this different than Mormon, right? Yes. Yes. Very different. Okay. Well, I shouldn't say very. I don't know. But one day she asked me to go get stamps. It's the first time I ever got stamps for her. I've been with her for a couple of years. I thought, you know, what did she really need stamps for? But whatever. And I went to Stop and Shop. And I got a pack of Forever stamps. You know, your stereotypical. And what, what's out of stamp? What's the first image you think of on a stamp? A flag, lyric, a flag? Correct. I come home. I'm like, here's your stamps. And she looks and he goes, I can't use these. And I go, why not? She goes, it has a flag on it. I'm like, yeah. And now we all know I'm not a fan of America. Right. But she goes, I can't send this to my Jehovah Witness Fratties with a flag. So she ended up giving me the pack of stamps, which I gave to my mom because literally you didn't use the stamps anymore. Yeah. I said, I didn't know. You didn't tell me. She's like, I'm sorry. Like, if we can't, she says, we do not pledge allegiance to the flag. They also don't vote. So, which, honestly, I love. I don't love. Oh, okay, why? Well, this is because they get into a full other Just go. Should we should go there? But, like, you're a Jehovah Witness, and you believe that thing. Everything like that. But you live in America. Right. And, oh, trust me, I'm not one to defend this country. Right. But I feel that if you know that you live in America and that you will do things like not pledge allegiance, which, right, honestly, like, I don't really give a shit or not. That's right. But I do feel that it's a little bit of weird that I didn't know any of this. So this is all new to me. I didn't it know. It was to me, like, two years ago. Right. Yeah. So, like, like, Why? Do you know why? Absolutely. I asked I asked her why. And, and she's very... What I love about our conversations is she's never pushed me to, like, join her. And she has been there when I was at the evangelical church, and she knew that I left them, and she knew that I was joining a new church. And obviously, I cannot tell her that I'm a lesbian. She cannot know that. That will not 
Oh, overwhelmed. They're not. No, big hard no on that. Oh, sh- no. So I can't. I can't tell her that. Um, she will not understand that. Um, especially at her age and everything else. Like when we watch movies or TV shows where there's featuring a gay person, she's like, they're weird. They're not right. And I always say to her, don't talk. You know, you have no right to to judge. Only God can judge. You know. And I make comments because I can't help myself. The reason why they don't pledge allegiance to the flag is because they pledge allegiance to God, period, full stop. The reason why they don't vote is because God's will. It's the same thing we used to hear at our evangelical church. It's like, we pray that God's will be done. And so they're not putting their faith in a country or a president or a man. They're putting their faith in God. They feel that they shouldn't have to vote or pledge allegiance to a country or flag, which honestly, if you look at evangelicals today, is a huge problem because they're putting their country and their president before their God. Yes, but they don't see it like that. They're like, no, God anointed this president and this country. Right. No, think I'm having an awakening that I agree more with Jehovah's Witness than evangelicals. Yes, I when I heard their reasoning, that can I just said that? Nope, I can. I can't because when she told me that, I was like, you know what? That makes sense. It's all in much sense. And I remember telling the pastor's wife about that. And she's like, well, they have to earn their spot in heaven, meaning they have to do their door to door service and they have to meet a quota. But what she didn't mention, which we were actually doing in our own church there, was. I also had to meet certain requirements to be loved by God and to make it into heaven. So she was judging this this other religion. And I remember the lead pastor, the senior pastor, calling to Hobo Witnesses a cult. Which, if that's not calling the kettle black, I don't know what is. But, um, yes, they do. They took that part of the gospel where, like, you have to spread the word very, very literally. Like, it's our job to tell people, and that is their job. Um, but I've done Bible studies with that, and I ask her, like, hey, what do you think that? The only other real difference is that they do not believe that Jesus was crucified on a cross. They believe that Jesus was crucified on a stake, which is a misinterpretation. And they believe that he was not the son of God, but a prophet. So it's a little different. But, so wait, but they're... Their whole premise is that they're putting their faith in God. And if you're a religion that puts God first, and after us watching the 2016 election and so forth and so on, seeing the way that evangelicals put Trump and America is synonymous with God and Jesus, well, that's just not true. Because when Jesus was crucified, um, there was war. There was political war. He didn't. He could have taken down armies, but he didn't. He could have skipped being crucified unjustly, but he didn't. Jesus never fought for a side. He died for everybody, and that's the part that nobody seems to get. Yeah, you know what I mean. Even the people that preach it so hard. Yeah. So I can't really get the people that preach it so hard. Hey, gays. Right. You know what I mean. And. She did mention, like, when I was leaving my church, going to another church, and then leaving this church, she was like, you know, you can always come to us. And I said, you know, I I really appreciate that, but I know that your religion just doesn't fit my personal beliefs. 
And we didn't go further than that. We kept it, you know, on the surface because A, I can only explain it to her so much. And B, she's been living that life for shadows of the celebrated 70 years. Right. Right. But I'll tell you this. This is kind of funny. Um, she watches a ton of movies, right? So I always put a movie on for her before I leave. And she was watching one day Mary Poppins Returns. And I talked about this on my Faith Forward podcast. She was watching Mary Poppins Returns. Did you see that one? No. With Margot Robbie. Which we know that Mary Poppins is quote-unquote Margot Robbie. Yeah. Barbie. I love Mick. No, it wasn't Margot Robbie. It was um, John Krasinski's wife, Emily Blunt. Yes, Emily Blunt. Sorry, I mix them up all the time. Till then. So Emily Blunt was Mary Poppins. And, and I was like, oh, this is a sequel, you know, to the original. Which, of course, both movies have, like, magical undertones. And it's Mary Poppins. magical. Well, her sister, who also lives in the complex that she lives came in and saw that she was watching this for the doll. Didn't turn it off. She reported it to the LDs. And um, my client told me a few days later, she's like, hey, I got in trouble. I was like, for what? She goes, I was watching Mary Poppins. And I said, why? Why did you get in trouble for that? And she said, uh, because it has magic. Keep in mind, this woman's favorite movie is Pan, which is a magical fantasy movie about Peter Pan which she, I caught her watching 45 bazillion times. But this is a day her sister came in, saw her watching it, and, and she didn't even, like, talk about it. She just reported it straight to, well, because it's just like the evangelicals, like, uh-oh, you're falling into sin. And you know what? She was punished. She was punished for that. Who? And I asked her, she goes, I got punished. I said, what, what did they do? Because I was shook. I was like, oh, my God. I'm bound. They were like, what the fuck? Um, basically, it's kind of like, when evangelicals would ask us to like give a testimony, we got to speak in front of everybody. Okay. They would take turns at Kingdom Hall to like give like a little skit or a presentation or address congregation. Um, she was banned from doing that for a month because she was engaging in uh worldly worldly media. Which is something the evangelicals also the the place that we went were a little less aggressive about it, but I know that like my aunt's church growing up was like, no Harry Potter, you cannot view a witch for Halloween, all that stuff. Because in their eyes, it's like if you dabble in it, it'll insect your soul. It's so of like the Pentecost beliefs. Yeah, I don't know why they're ignoring the fact that like every holiday was stolen by Catholics from Pentecost, from like right. You know what I mean? They're gonna say what they're gonna say. But yeah, so I'm not saying there's any right religion. They all have their problems. But uh, it just shocked me that she was she was punished for this. And she was like, we can't watch that ever again. And I'm thinking, okay, I've come in and I've seen her watching Christmas movies, which I'm almost certain is not allowed. Yeah, definitely not. But like I said, she has dementia. She doesn't think about it that way. And she's just uh, watching it. And, you know, so do they believe in, like, Pray the dementia away, or is that? Um, I'm sure they do, but I don't know what goes on in her gotcha place, you know. Um, and because she has dementia, every day is like a clean slate for the most part. Yeah, because she's gone to her Wednesday night Bible studies for so many years, that's ingrained. It's a long term memory because she goes to service on Sundays. 
that's ingrained. She knows that she's going to go to service on a Sunday. Um, but the day-to-day stuff, like, she probably forgot within a day or two that she can't watch Mary Poppins. Right. And like I said, she watches everything else. But it's a more extreme version of what we were taught, like, you know, don't let the worldly stuff influence you, X, Y, Z. But they do. And but the nice thing about the Jehovah Witnesses, I'm gonna say they have a leg up on the evangelicals because no, they do. They don't believe in politics. They said God's will. And if you trust God to put the person in place that needs to be where they need to be, then you don't have to push your political agenda because either you trust God or you trust your political That's candidate. What the evangelicals want to be. To what? Like, they want to be able to say, trust in God's will, but subconsciously they're all like, oh, but vote right. Not even subconsciously. They're like, yeah, God's will, we believe God's will wants this person. Okay. Yeah, God's will, God's will is the red card. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yes. yeah. Christian nationalism in this country is a huge issue, huge problem, and... I know a lot of people say, well, not all Christians. And even the Christians that I learned from, that we both learned from, were like, not all Christians. But those people say not all Christians, they were part of those Christians. They were pushing a political agenda. Um, and it just has no place in our political system. And there's no way we're going to get out of that anytime soon. But that's a whole other thing. So anyway, this was supposed to be light. Let's see if I have one more. Oh, this is not positive. It's one line. But God damn, it hit hard. My ninth birthday was Columbine. Oh, Hitler and I share a birthday. And it's also the day of the BP oil spill. Oh my God. And let me tell you, when I was on the phone just now with Nilly, Yeah. Her birthday is 420 that's why she put her finger up to her lips like don't say anything my niece is in the car she is a she's a 420 birthday which is hitler's birthday 420 it is yeah yeah i was like dang i didn't realize columbine was on 420 but that was premeditated that was a whole vibe yeah that was um okay this might be a little bit lighter gross but a little lighter Last one. Is it more poop? No. So if I, if I can't handle any more poop talk. Okay. I just can't. You better get used to it. You're friends with me. <laughs> it's enough for an episode. Went to my friend's house. Her brother kept on blowing out the candles. So my mom dragged him by the ear and put him in the basement. Oh, so the mom. Sorry, not her mom. So the mom dragged him by the ear and put him in the basement. He was screaming and yelling the whole time. Then later, when she let him out, he pissed in a cup and poured it on her floor. And that's on parenting. That's on <laughs> gentle parenting. That's on gentle parenting. At this point, I'd be like, I'd beat this kid's ass, but everyone's going to come for me. Honestly, I don't have kids and I haven't beat any kid's ass, so you can't come for me. But still, I would destroy that child. That sounds like a spoiled little shit. <laughs> I hate little children oh that's so hard i'm not saying gentle parenting creates spoiled children if you do it right you're doing it right 
kids are allowed to feel big things. They feel big feelings for real. It's a real thing. But if you're peeing in a cup and pouring it on the floor, bitch, that's premeditated. That's crazy. That's not right. So anyway, sorry to all the Jehovah Witnesses out there that didn't get to celebrate their birthday, but I'm not. And I celebrated mine today with my nearest and dearest, either on the phone or in person. And um, if you want to donate to Liz, sad, <laughs> my sad charity, you can hit my Venmo up. I also have a cash app, but I don't want to share that with you. I'm going to keep that to myself. Is there anything else you want to say? Um... Hello? Okay. Well, I'd just like to say... Okay. Thanks. Bye.